How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. I came across, you know, while serving, I came across a credit card, Miracle Fister. <laughs> Miracle Fister? Yes, Fister with a PH. Wow. <laughs> Miracle Fister. That's a miracle that he kept that name. I, yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like a porn title. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Miracle mom Fister. Was a stripper. Sounds like a porn title with hope, though. <laughs> You know, like oh like God. an Olympic porn. I don't. Oh my God! <laughs> Miracle I, uh, Fister, the night up, it all fits. I knew this lady who knew a woman who named her daughter. Her name, first name was Crystal. Her middle name was Shanda, and their last name was Lear. Crystal Chandelier. No. Swear to God. No. Like you bore, you birthed a stripper. <laughs> that is terrible. For stage name. Why a would stage you name. do that? Oh my God. I That's. Mean, do you know your uh, Do you know your porn name? How do you How do you know your porn? Well, name? there's like two formulas. You have your Hollywood name, mm-hmm. and then your porn name. Your Hollywood name is it's your middle name, and then the street you grew up on. Ooh, I don't and know. then I your po- your porn name is your pet's name and the street you grew up on. <laughs> okay. So my my porn name is actually pretty cool. I think it's Mocha Wolf. That's Mocha cool. Wolf. <laughs> my porn name would be Fairly Howard. <laughs> Mine would be Zuko Charleston. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I think my name's already like porn. It's Anya D. Like, my dad set me up for failure on that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Common circles on porn and of Anya. Well, I, I think this, now that we have our porn names, I think it's a good time for the introduction. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> welcome everybody to Strange People Weird World. I am one of your hosts, Anya Daniela, and with me today we have the... Furley Howard. Furley Howard. (laughs) (laughs) A.K.A. Greg Tanner. And with us today is Matt Martinez. And, uh... Yeah, we're, uh, I've got a really good episode for us today, guys. Hell yeah, I'm very excited. So, so Anya, it's, it's been, what, two months since you were sitting in the auditionee chair? Yeah. And now you now you're sitting here, big girl. You got a computer in front of you. I got the whole thing typed <laughs> out. You're, you're sitting here making decisions. <laughs> I, know, I feel left out without a laptop right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like mine's in my car. Do I can have it. Just have one. Welcome to the hot seat. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, um, Matt has a laptop in front of him too. <laughs> You I mean, can tell them anything you want. Right, they don't know. Right, they don't know the right. wires. I got an old Dell computer. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> until I fucked up and went on Instagram, I used to tell them I was handsome, and they bought it. Now they know the truth. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. Right, right. So yeah, um, Matt is our uh, first audition for uh, the third chair in the show. So, how you feeling, man? I'm breaking it in. I'm warming it up. I'm warming it up. I'm feeling good. I know it's hard to climb over all those people standing in line. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's as get just like when Anya was here. There's a crowd of people just dying to be on the show. (laughs) 
Um, Anya, you're sitting in a brand new chair today. I noticed it is, that. Adi, you're the first butt to sit in that chair. It's not that creaky. Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're the fr- I noticed the threading on mine's getting ready to go, and we're, we're about to go camping, so I was like, I'm not going to be out in the middle of nowhere when just my chair just breaks. That would suck. Honestly, yeah. the Walmart chairs that cost like five bucks, like the cheapest ones, yeah. like are the best quality. Like Bro, they sick. never, you're, they you're never break. I like this style. You're in a director's chair style, but this is the cheapest Walmart has to offer. Okay, okay. Yeah, you got yeah, the yeah. tray on the yeah, side. Yeah, you got this tray on the side. It's like side. a full yeah. full setup here. Yeah. I would yeah. never you have to leave this lunch. chair. You right? should have brought... No, no, <laughs> no. We already had a lunch. No eating. There's no eating on the air. One of, like, the two rules. Well, it's not even just a rule on your show. It's like a cardinal sin of, like... Yeah, like Josh. Like, no no gum or, like, I don't know. Schmacking your lips. You know, ice ice in a cup from like you know whiskey in a glass is completely acceptable. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Case uh, in point. Yeah. So, like I told Matt, uh, normally I have beer to offer the people on the show, but we're dieting in the house right now, so oh. there's, there's straight whiskey and vodka. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't get to offer you a drink. We kind of rushed in because you're late, acting like you're Josh today. <laughs> oh, shots <laughs> fired. But yeah, straight From whiskey or vodka if you want a drink. Um, this chair doesn't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> so um, as Matt was saying earlier, you might be missing the signature yep. beer can pops today. But um, it's I'm, st- I'm still out there. I'm st- I'm bullet bourbon is what I'm drinking today. Oh, bullet bourbon. Well, it's it's my favorite cheap whiskey. The pinky is. Out I mean, like too. he's drinking. I always drink. I always drink. Yeah, Miranda always makes me. I'll be out dancing with my friends. Who's like, is your pinky? I'm like, oh shit, pinky down. We keep it classy on this show. Right? Keep it classy. Anyways, so. Um, you said you got a good one for us today. Huh? I do, I do. Uh, before we get into it, how's everyone's how's everyone's week? Just a little quick catch up. Not bad. You know, um, here's what I'm, here's my gripe for this two weeks. I guess um, as I told you, I'm probably not. It's probably not going to be edited in. So as I told you guys, I left my credit card in Boulder. Uh, Boulder is a city in Colorado, north of Denver, where we live. For those of you who don't, I realize we talk about the area we're in a lot and don't yeah. always tell people what's going on. So I'm going to try and change that. Yeah. <laughs> so we were in the hippie city, north of Denver, uh, Saturday night. <laughs> Boulder got, bubble. Yeah, Boulder. That's a thing. And we got some uh, hop sushi, and that was really good. And then we just walked around. On the uh, hill, right? Our friend, yeah, uh, on Pearl Street. That, oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Pearl Street. I always get them confused. Uh, our friend Megan was with us, Miranda and I, and then we went to this corner bar. It was attached to a hotel, uh, really beautiful inside, gorgeous hotel. Um, it's called Hotel Boulderado. It's like the most Colorado thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Hotel Boulderado. <laughs> Anyways, here's my gripe. I left my card there. That's my fault. But I know that like I left it in the black book because I, I tipped cash. That's why I left my card. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of distracted me. And I realized the next day, but I went today. Um, we're recording on Monday. I left that Saturday. Uh, I picked my buddy up, but we went there, drove to Boulder, and I went to the bar. He sent me to the hotel reception. He said, that's our lost and found. Anything left here goes there. These two blonde bitches behind the counter. Fucking Cheryl and Carol. Yeah, Court and I walk up. My buddy Court, uh, if you ever, you know the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, Twins? Yes. Um, yeah, that's our young girl over there. <laughs> um, so in that movie, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dan yeah. DeVito, though, right? They're yeah. set up to be twins in that movie, so they're always oh. dressed the same and generally look the same, but 
Arnold is Arnold and Danny's Danny. Yeah, that that's is, the, that's the joke of the movie. Yeah, that's kind of literally the joke of the movie. Court and I are that movie. Like, we have the same look. <laughs> like, we both have a beard and the long hair, but he is, like, five foot something. <laughs> and I'm six foot four. Anyway, so Court and I roll up in there. And I ask very politely. Uh, I say, hey, two nights ago, I left my card here. Can you check for me? Right away, one of the snotty blonde bitches. Well, nobody dropped anything off today. Uh. Okay. But here's the thing. I was here Saturday night, (laughs) as I just uh, inferred with the two nights ago thing. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we can check. Um, I was very nice about it. I didn't sound mad now. But yeah, I let them know I was here Saturday. Oh, okay. And they grab the thing and they look under Tanner and apparently don't find it. Then they look under Gregory and do not find it. And instantly gave up and were like, gonna, ready to send me away. And I was like, look, here's the deal, sweetie. I know I left my card here. And now the other blonde bitch, the older one, chimes in. Well, somebody probably took it. I was oh. like, Look, I left it in the black book. Like, unless somebody came behind... And the bar was empty when we were here. So unless somebody walked into the bar, opened the server's book, took my card and left, I know I left my card here. Can you look one more time for me? The second she touched that little fucking file thing with the cards in it, they found my card again. (laughs) But she she was already like... (laughs) Uh, she was already like, I suggest you cancel it and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I was ready to hit it. What a were bitch. their faces when they found it? Were they like, oh, here's your card? Yeah. Ate their words? You no, know, no. They were, did they, were they know that like, oh. they were holding it? This is like legally blonde, you know. Oh, God, bleach got into their brain cells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just pissed. I, I walked away like verbally saying, like, what the fuck? And like, you know, they, they could hear. Screw them. Fucking dumb bitches. Oh, God. I just want my card back. Right? Yeah. Then I went back to the bar and got a drink because they made a mean old-fashioned there. Mm. A burnt orange old-fashioned with cherry-infused bourbon. Delicious. Delicious. They infused the bourbon themselves over, like, four days, he said. With burnt orange and cherries. Uh, Yeah, good stuff. Good so they don't stuff. actually, like, make the drink, like... No, muddling, it's not muddled at all. It's just fucking delicious. They straight up just serve it oh, up. That's yeah. the one. It's basically just, like, um, orange, sugar, and cherry, right? Like the Your whiskey. standard old-fashioned, yeah, you muddle some orange, cherry, and sugar together, toss some bitters in there and some whiskey, and you got yourself a little old-fashioned oh, going. Hmm. Yeah, you're tasty. Right now, I'm just drinking whiskey and ice. Whiskey and ice. It looks like iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> Either uh, both healthy for the diet. Dimebag Daryl from Pantera, when he wanted to smuggle whiskey into Russia, when they were playing a giant show out there, he put it into the yellow Listerine bottles and then remelted plastic around it. Wow. Yeah. Fucking guy over here. That's talent. That's oh talent. Oh, my God. Anyways, how was uh, everybody else? That was my grape. Other than that, I'm doing great. <laughs> doing fantastic. Uh, my week was... it's been fucking insane. I had to move, and it was about 25 hours of moving in two days, and then I worked both my jobs uh, throughout the week, and then I had some medical stuff pop up. So. Really? Because if you follow you on Instagram, 
it looks like you've had a week of just hanging out on a tree swing, <laughs> popping champagne bottles. And, uh, hey, as to, I always just, say, social media is never what it actually it seems. It really Looks like Daniel, Anya's just been hanging out, drinking, <laughs> swinging in a tree all day. Uh, no. I I what, what else did I see? Some little dance-off in your house or something <laughs> at one point? During unpacking. Yeah, you know, you got to have a little bit of fun through all the mayhem. Social media is like the best yeah. version of yourself. Yeah. Like it's only what you want people to see. And so. like, I, I felt so amazing throughout the week because there's just so many great changes happening right now. But it was just like, when the stress hit, that was when life like took its baseball bat and it was like, what up, bitch? And it hit me and I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I have to follow my Instagram though, uh, Downtown Boulder is where I shot that uh Pussy waxing salon. That's where that was. Yeah, yeah, I right on Pearl Street. Like, yeah, that's brilliant. Pussy waxing salon. <laughs> I parked. I, I literally parked, and Court and I look up, and that's what's in front of us, and we're like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> Still about still about a year off, but uh, you know, we're looking. 
looking. But uh, Joe and I have already talked about it and uh, ways to deal with it, and the show will go on, so no worries. show will continue. show will go on, always, always. Always. Anyways, um, I had something else, but I already forgot because you brought up Florida, and uh, yeah. Oh. So I, I guess we'll dive into this. Pretty much, you just announced the show is now going to become cross-national. I mean, we are already international. Um I mean, like, mobile-wise, though, you know. Mo- yeah, yeah. Shows on yeah. the road. Well, there's something called Squadcast, I think. Because we, we've done Skype and stuff on the show before. Mm-hmm. I'm really not a fan of it. Um, if you know me personally, I make that known. Uh, so, yeah, Joe and I are looking at something that we actually pay for and should be a lot better. It's actually meant for podcasters. So, but, yeah, we got time. We're working on that. No worries. Um, big shout out to anybody in Malaysia. Oh, Malaysia! To us. Yeah, and uh, big shout out to oh Ecuador. I know who you are. I love you guys. Uh, big <laughs> shout out to anyone in New Zealand and also India. Ooh. That's you know, hey, yo. that's not all international. That's a sprinkle of what we. That's half. That's a, that was exactly half of all of our international. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to you guys today for listening to the show. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, always cool. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Well, let's, let's jump into this thing now. All I'm right. Ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> so let's today's episode is going to take us all the way back to 1966. Wow. Yeah. It's not that long ago, but a little bit long ago. About <laughs> Fun six fact, years. five years before the next episode's going to start. Oh. <laughs> and uh, this episode is a little bit of a crossover episode, guys. Um, I don't want to tell you what it's crossing over, but when we get to it, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Shit. Uh-huh. Wow. Now I'm... <laughs> intrigued. I I'm very intrigued. Curiosity's right, right. peaked. All right. <clears throat> so... Going back to November 12th, 1966, we start in a small town called Clendenin, located in West Virginia. Five grave, di- five grave diggers were busy working away in a cemetery during the middle of the night when they all noticed something that would make them jump out of their skin. Flying over their heads, gliding from tree to tree, was a huge humanoid-like creature that paralyzed the five men with fear. Not uttering a single word about what they saw, the five grave diggers remained silent about the weird sighting. Keep in mind, at this time, when you see shit like that, people are probably going to think that you're crazy. Crazy. So they're going to people on the rocks a little bit. But then, only three days later, on November 15th, Linda and Roger Scarberry, as well as their friends Steve and Mary Millette, were cruising around town in a black 1957 Chevy. They were headed to a remote hangout spot north of Point Pleasure, known as the TNT area, which was used by military personnel during World War II to create and store TNT. Oh, I thought it was because it was dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the shit that went on there was dynamite. <laughs> Um, this actually, this area became known as the town's lover lane and was frequented often often by young couples. So, you know, there was yeah. fireworks going off over there. You, you know, you it was guys, the 60s. That's yeah. what you did. Yeah. So you guys grew up here. Was was there a lover's lane around? Lookout Mountain. Lookout Mountain. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, uh, like Flagstaff and Boulder. I think it's like baseline if you just continue it all the way okay. up. It starts to like go up to the mountain and they just like opens back up where you could overlook the entire town of you know Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Vegas had nothing. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, I you could drive out 
any which direction you want and be in the middle of the yeah, drive, they drive didn't in want theaters love in Vegas. Or they, we did like have that. a drive in theater actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got I uh yeah, I, I did some drive in theater action. Drive in uh, theaters are so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, they they got to the point because you know they want people to be there so bad now. They do it was double featured all the time. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. saw the Simpsons movie at the drive in. Nice. Yeah. I think like one. the one kinda up here like made the news when it shut down because it was like such a nostalgic thing yeah. around here, you know. Yeah, that is I mean if you ever have the chance to do it still it's not the best but it, it's, it's like a really cute date night or with it. your yeah, friends absolutely. like just to say you've gone when my dad yeah. lived in Montrose yeah. we used to do it every week if it's one of the ones that you like hook up through your radio which is paid I think all of them now um, if you got a good system mm-hmm. in your car good to go yep. you know? I had subwoofers in my truck and I went nice. and took a girl there in Vegas that was, oh. that was a good one I forget what movie we saw I actually didn't finish it and I always wanted to it was something about magic and like a magician and like I had no idea what it was but it was very cool but then like she wanted to fucking fool around. <laughs> she ruined the fucking movie. Yeah, I was like, man, we can do this anytime. Uh-oh. I'm watching a movie right, Not right now. now. <laughs> God damn well, it. I'm, I'm always the romantic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a couple people, and they're out at Lover's Lane. Yes. November 15th, right? Yep. November 15th or 12th? November 15th. We're on, we're on the 15th 12th is the now. first one. Oh, 12th is the first triggers. sighting. Okay, okay. So... November 15, 1966. <clears throat> once, the, <laughs> once the young couples reached their des- destination, which was the old silos, Mary looked into the field and noticed two red eyes the size of baseballs gleaming from within the darkness looking back at her. Oh, I think I know what we're talking about. She let out a blood-curdling shriek that redirected everyone within the car's attention to the creature. Started by the creature lurking nearby, they started the car and peeled out of the TNT area as fast as they could. They flew down Highway 62, attempting to leave the beast behind. What they didn't realize was this creature had wings, and it allowed it to travel over 100-plus miles per hour. Flying overhead, this creature's wings were so large and powerful that they were able to wrap around the car and slap the doors with each flutter. Shit! As a motherfucking big-ass creature. Right. <laughs> <laughs> slapping the doors of the car. He just bitch slapping. He's like, hey, where right. are you guys going? <laughs> uh, but the couples made it into town, and the lights of the small town thwart... I tried using a word. I can't. Uh, <laughs> basically, it like freaked out the creature, and the beast flew off. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Thwarted? Thwart- thwarted. Thwart- Thwarted. 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 There it is. Mm. They thwarted the creature. <laughs> they thwarted the creature. Yes. All right. <laughs> Both couples ran into the town hall and alerted the town sheriff immediately to what had just happened. The following morning, Roger Scarberry and Steve Mallet contacted the local paper, the Point Pleasant Register, and told them about the seven-foot creature that had chased them into town. They claimed that the beast's bright red eyes were about six inches apart and had a wingspan of almost ten feet. They also claimed that this creature could fly at speeds greater than 100 miles per hour, which allowed it to keep up to them during the chase. But despite being a fast flyer, it was a clumsy runner. They also vouched for these details, for they claimed to have witnessed all of this during their high-speed chase. That's like my dog when you throw a tennis ball, and she (laughs) fucking flies. But then she gets there, and she, like, trips on her face. (laughs) You're real clumsy. (laughs) 
Skyberry knew his claim sounded outlandish, especially to a local paper in a small Appalachian community in the 1960s. Yet, he insisted he wasn't making this up, and was backed up by the three others who were in the car with him that night. Scarberry also mentioned that he wouldn't have mentioned this encounter if alone due to how ins- insane the story sounded. He's like, I have witnesses. Right? He's like, believe me. <laughs> um, the paper and law enforcement questioned the young couple's sobriety, yet all four swore they were rockstone sober. Really quickly, I don't understand why people always ask if you're, like, drunk when you see these things. I have never seen, like, a hallucination while drunk or something <laughs> crazy like that. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Like, high or whatever. And you know what? Like... Even smoking weed, I don't see hallucinogens. Right. I've never seen, like... I mean, even on hallucinogens... You don't see shit you're, you're that's not, not there. I've never seen... Yeah, I've never seen things that aren't there. <laughs> I see the stuff that is there fucking melting and yeah. doing weird shit. Yeah, or, like, grids in the sky, but I've never seen, like, a fucking, like, train of little mushrooms Yeah, or I've never by. seen, like... <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Mickey Mouse pop out from around the corner or anything. Yeah. I've tripped balls. Uh, the craziest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an apartment in Vegas, and there was a, like empty lot next to it. And sitting on like you know the barbecue bench area, my apartment was right next to it. You could just see the strip perfectly. Like it was a nice view every New Year's. You got a good sh- good shot of the fireworks. So I'm just sitting there tripping balls on the benches one day, and I see like three random buildings like levitate, and they're just floating in like a figure eight, like amongst each other, <laughs> like changing positions and things like that. Um, I was solo tripping for like out of boredom, very <laughs> 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 young Greg, <laughs> and hanging out with my neighbor Raul, and then our other neighbor Billy came out, and he's like, "Hey guys," and like. Buildings drop, and I, like, snap to him. I'm like, hey. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to Taco Bell. You want to come? And Raul says yes. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be alone. And like, <laughs> so so I, I follow them. I'm in the back seat of this tiny car. Like, I'm six foot four. It's a two-door car. So, like, you know, I'm in the back seat of this thing. We pull up to Taco Bell, and next thing I know, I've, like, zoned out again. And my whole world is bright orange, and I see this giant chalupa. And then finally somebody's like, Greg, Greg, you want anything? The chupa like shrinks down to size and it's actually like the picture on the menu. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. And, uh, that Wait, one. it looked exactly like it looked on the menu. It just was like, like that's a picture perfect chalupa. I mean, up, usually, yeah. when you get it, it's like mashed halfway because yeah, the person no, no, made I, it I literally like the picture of the and menu. And you're just, just drunk, so you just say whatever. I'm gonna yeah. eat this chalupa anyway. No, no, you, no, no. You know how when you pull up to a drive-through and it's got like a giant picture, like a feature picture of like a meal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like the picture perfect yeah, version so that's of what, it. That know? is what I saw, but it like it literally was there, but it just blew up in size oh. and like. Uh, encased my whole vision. Okay. <laughs> and Speaking from experience, I don't have too much, you know, like too many um, times that I've tripped, so I don't know. Like, I always ask people, like, you used to make music, right? Yeah. So, did, do you feel like you could ever get into the creative state, like, while you were tripping balls? Like, because you always hear about, like, no. the Pink Floyds or, like, the Beatles and stuff, like... 
But I don't like, know. How are they able to do it if like people were just like I don't know that they were tripping when they made stuff. Like, so they, they they just like made it in a sober like, state yeah, of pink. mind to create art, but then like experimented. Well, yeah. with, I think maybe though. I like spiritually a lot of the later. Times, like uh, I don't know, like every single time that I've tripped, I get a creative burst that comes from it. So like on the tail end, like in the midst of it. You can't really do anything, but, like, on the tail end, or if you take, if you like, smaller doses... remember or take something with you... Yeah, you're able to, like, I don't know, for me, it's, Micro-dosing, like, my mind I could see. Micro-dosing, yeah. it's, like, taking a little bit at a time, and you get a little bit of the mental effect and, like, a body feel. Some of my dopest artwork has been created after some insane acid trips. But when I'm so. tripping balls... After? Like, because you, like... Yeah, it's well, like just days it's after, like, right? No, it's like that night. Oh, okay. Like, I'll go in and I'll start drawing in the beginning, or even like on Decriminalized. Drawn artwork? Yeah, I've seen a lot I've of cool seen stuff. Like, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen, seen like, uh, DMT art, and I hear that, like, if you've ever done it, like, that artwork looks exactly yeah. like. Well, DMT is one of the ones where you will literally see, because you, like, you get that's, transported. That's a quick out. thing. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're, you're gone and back, but Within, you are like, gone. 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's stories are the same that they see. They different worldly entities. Do you think they had DMT, like, in the 60s? Like, in 1966, November, you know? I don't know. November 15th. I mean, I don't think these guys were doing it. I saw pictures of them. They were, like, your, like, literally jocks from high school, small town. Um, And I feel like it's just, like, that question, like, you know, if you're on drugs, it's, like, asked because, like, you know... Square, you know, Square Joe that lives down yeah. the street that's the cop or whatever. I think he, a lot like, of it too he is doesn't just know what it is. I guess really maybe like, though, like so. asking if you were drunk or on drugs, like maybe not that you're seeing nothing that wasn't there, but you're missing something that was yeah, there. Yeah, maybe you like thought, maybe your mind was that, that could happen. You. That could happen. See, I've I done it, I've done it just argument. enough to know like what you guys are talking about, but yeah. if I've never done it, you know, like what, like I would just imagine that, you know, Doing acid is like the Lucky Charms leprechaun jumps right off of the no. cereal yeah, box no, and starts no, running no. around. Yeah, that's why the movies really fuck say shit that up. Yeah. When they're like, "Oh, I saw this one." I was like, "You were no, no you didn't. didn't. No, no, you're just bullshitting. Right, you're right. being a liar." Yeah. Well, it's funny but. you brought that up because I was listening to the one of the last episodes about Alcatraz. Yeah, and. Like, I grew up with my dad, like, making me watch that movie all the time. So that was, like, super nostalgic when I heard yeah, you guys yeah. talking about nice. it. And, like, like I think that they got away. And, like, I even, too, like, like movies, I feel like, just kind of, like, if they make a historical movie, like, literally that's how everyone will always forever remember it, that yeah, historical yeah. That's, event. Like, that's something I'm going to be battling next week is okay. there's a, a recent movie about the topic I want to do. So you have to battle, like, a right, Hollywood right. Like, what was actually yeah. true and what's not. Like, and I've, I've even listened to... Because the director could just, like... They could have ran out of budget, so they could have just, like, changed a minor thing that, like, actually never would have happened in the real life that, like, yeah. you know, made this story, like, so much different. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, I believe it, too. I believe it was Clint Eastwood that himself, he was locked up at <laughs> Alcatraz, and he was the one oh, that, that did the, the float <laughs> and got away. <laughs> All right, let's get back on this before this gets away. All right, <laughs> All right so um, this creature that they had seen will was pretty much known now as the Mothman. The Um As the year went on, more also and more... Also, that's a movie about The Mothman. That it is. Yeah. And there's a book. 
And a bug. <laughs> but as the year went on, more and more sightings were reported in the Point Pleasant area, and within a year, nearly a hundred more sightings were reported from the town and surrounding areas. Almost all of the sightings shared similar descriptions of the Mothman, which was that he was either gray or brown in color, had large glowing red eyes, was between six to seven feet tall, and had a wingspan of about ten feet. They all claimed that he took off in a flight similar to a helicopter rather than an airplane or bird, so pretty much like he jumped straight up rather than hmm. taking off. Right. Um, uh, the Gettysburg Times reported an additional eight sightings in the three days following the first claims. So from November 15th to November 18th, there was an additional eight that were reported. And then within that year, it was um, November 18th is also my birthday. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, but in those eight reports, two came from volunteering firefighters who supposedly saw a very large bird with large red eyes when they were around the TNT area. Newell Patridge, a resident in the town of Salem, West Virginia, claimed to have been watching TV one night when all of a sudden his television started acting up and strange patterns appeared on his TV. What followed was a strange sound that strange sound just outside his house. You can't be fucking with my TV now, Mothman. Right? Yeah, I'm, Especially I'm, in the 60s? Yeah, Man, come on now. Get the clicker. Come on. <laughs> Were TVs common by then? I think, like, a like, one, one TV household yeah. is common okay. at that point, yeah. But, so he took his flashlight, and when he flashed his flashlight outside towards a strange noise, he supposedly saw two red eyes resembling bicycle reflectors looking back at him. That night, Patridge's dog disappeared, and it is believed that the Mothman was the cause of this. Yet, this claim is a little shaky, as almost all the claims regarding Mothman show him as a benevolent creature, never actually causing harm to any witnesses. Yeah, I don't believe I've ever heard of uh, hey, yeah, him ever doing being anything. Being a kidnapper. So, he shook a car, right? That, he, he bitch slapped a car. Right. So. Is there <laughs> dents on the car? If there was dents on my car, I'd be mad. That's, I mean, that's some serious wingspan. Yeah, yeah to wrap around a car. Yeah. Like, in the side of a car. Like. <laughs> and, like, when I first read that, I was like, ah, then I was like, you know, ah, it's uh, hard to say when someone's shooting the shit and when now they're we're, not. No, we're not even talking modern day cars. We're talking... The 1960s, yeah. <laughs> 1960s. Big-ass motherfucking, yeah, right. like, you mean, it, you mean the tanks, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's American Steel. That's fine. Fucking uh, <laughs> So, Dr. Robert L. Smith caught wind of all of this, and he was an associate professor of wildlife biology at West Virginia, West Virginia University. When he heard this, he instantly dismissed all notions of this flying beast and instead said it was simply a sandhill crane, which stands almost as tall as the average male and bears a reddish-hued flesh around its eyes. Well, that's bullshit, Mr. Robert L. Smith, because I did my research. And with diligent research, I found that these birds can only stand four feet tall and have wingspans in the range of seven feet. Are they I was about to say... You got a five foot six bird out there? Yeah, that's what I was like. I don't know if he's talking about like the land of Oz as an average male, because here in like our realm, the average male is anywhere from like five eight to like six foot. Yeah. Not four foot. Um 
But, but, but even are those birds that are the, the actual forefront ones, are they even common or around that area, like well, around the Pleasant Park area? And that's the thing is I went ahead and I looked at, like, what kind of areas they habitat, mo- like, mainly, mm-hmm. and I found that it doesn't even reside within the rest West Virginia area. It barely crosses paths with that state unless the bird is mid-migration. Um, so it makes the claim pretty much like very far fetched. Hmm. And also, witnesses that heard this claim, they dismissed it immediately, saying that they were very sure that it was not a crane that they saw. Um, but yeah, so that was one of the claims. And there was also claims that the creation of the Mothman was nothing more than the work of one very committed prankster who went so far as to hide in the abandoned World War II ammunition plants that the creature was commonly spotted near. Yet, this claim was never proven to be true. And, you know, small towns, you're always trying to find something to just say, oh, it was just a, it was just a kid pulling Yeah, pulling just a prankster, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, now here comes, oh, the crossover part. What makes the story of Mothman eerie is that around the time of the Mothman sightings, reports of unknown individuals started to show up in the small town of Point Pleasant. Unknown individuals. mm -hmm. They were usually dressed from head to toe in black suits, ties, shoes, glasses, hats, and white shirts. You got some men in black showing up. It's our beloved men in black. Oh my gosh. (laughs) <clears throat> uh, we, we more recently covered the Men in Black as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of familiar. Now, if uh, I'm, I'm just going to throw the one thing that I know out there and see if it sticks with you guys. Like, something about the Grand Canyon. Like, does that... Do you know anything about this? No, so I, I've heard no. that, like, the Grand Canyon's, like, so vast that, like, they actually have... Like, that's one of their places where they actually have, like, a secret base for the Men Damn. in Black. And so, like, there's... Canyons that you go down that if you that if you go down you never you come out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Penny, yeah. Penny, no, we haven't heard of that. Okay, like, damn. Just more, you know, the Men in Black showing up and interrogating alien sightings and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, I'm familiar with them. Okay. So yeah, I was just kind of wondering if you guys knew about no, that at no. all. Okay. You, you should have been here for right. The <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and what makes it like. A little weird, too, is that area was very known for their extraterrestrial activity. And around the 1960s, there was a lot of UFO sightings. But the Men in Black didn't start appearing until Mothman started to be, um, like, witnessed from the town. Oh, gosh, the creature got out. Uh, (laughs) They were holding a creature, and it got out. Right? They're probably like, where the fuck is our little Mothman at? Yeah, right? And um, he was just benevolent because he's just trying to escape. Oh my god, you know? it's like Eleven from Stranger Things. <laughs> oh man. He's just trying to live his life. I he's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> um, but these men all appeared to be perfect in appearance, but yet completely out of style for the time of 1966 and in 1967. Many citizens within Point Pleasure noted the misfit of their suits and their somewhat rude and hostile approach towards the town folk. These men would travel to the witnesses' houses and question them about their accounts. Almost all of the witnesses that were approached by these men had similar claims of being scared into silence and were commanded to keep their mouth shut about what they witnessed and to not discuss it any further. Sounds like standard That's right on. Standard MIB work right there. Right on par. 
So, Mothman witness, Linda Scarberry, one of our lovely ladies from the first account of Mothman, the one who's going to, you know, the TNT area with a, with a hubby, uh, said in an interview that the, M- the men in black wore black suits, black hats, and sunglasses. They drove black cars, Cadillacs, I think. They looked like human beings, but their skin was somewhat transparent. You could see the veins in their hands very clearly. Their fingers were longer than a normal person's fingers as well. Daddy shook hands with them, and he said they were awkward in shaking hands. They seemed to not know what to do or how to shake hands. So. That definitely fits uh, uh, our episode. Our episode descriptions of them. Mm hmm. And this is just a little, little weird, totally different account. And here these men in black start showing up again. Mm-hmm. Fucking men in black. Fucking men in Creepy black. Creepy little weird so guys who don't. You guys feel me on what you know about them. So, them. basically, like, what, I, I've never heard the description of like slender the, fingers or anything like those. So, that we're, we're kind of rolling on the, the not human page. Okay, because I've never, yeah. I mean, I've. Uh, I don't know, maybe I have heard it, but I haven't really, like, pictured a Men in Black as that. Like, I always pictured them as, like, just, like, the most top secret, government. you know, yeah. form That's of the government that wants to, to keep shit, but, um, like, under... Or, like, I don't know, if well, you, you go theory. down that, ra- that route that, like, they are, like, this almost, like, uh, I don't know, are they fr- are they from a different world, or were they, like, genetically modified to be these, like... Enforcers. Well, there's a theory saying that the government and aliens had made this pack way back then. Um, we've discussed it in a few episodes. Okay. Um, but the men in black will pretty much show up whenever there's a lot of accounts of um, like extraterrestrial phenomenon going on. And they show up to pretty much get the accounts of the witnesses. And then they politely, in their own like mind, like tell them, like, don't talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do... When you don't listen to them, they'll start to harass you. And all of the accounts of the Men in Black is they will appear out of nowhere. They disappear yeah, really yeah, quickly. Yeah. Um, their suits are always the like very odd. Cool, but uh, odd. Yeah, don't like it doesn't fit actually correctly. fit them because huh. their bodies are very small, hidden within these huge suits. So you literally have like me picturing like two childrens, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, like, just imagine one like on a thirteen-year-old like, boy who put on his dad's like tuxedo, right, right, okay. but a tux from like. Like the 1920s or the early 1900s. Okay, because you were saying that it was like outdated for the time, like even in the 60s. And I was just like, when I kind of think of like a men in black, like, I don't know, I guess I was dating them like only to like the 50s or around that time. So, yeah, no, they've been so around the, for the, a hot the 20s. Minute. Okay, yeah, like um, dappers. And, and another thing with the men in black is that they don't really say much, they stick very much to the point, and they right, know a lot right. of information that. A stranger wouldn't know. Okay. Um, well, they because they would like even if it was like the first time you met them and they came out of nowhere, they would like they know, know your, your name. name. They it's know your almost last name. Yeah, they like, know exactly what happened to you. They just want to hear you say it. And there's accounts that like uh, there was a few accounts that I was reading about where they were actually talking to, and we've discussed this in our Men in Black episode. They were mm-hmm. talked to witnesses telepathically. Like people would literally hear them and oh, they would so their say mouth it. wouldn't yeah. even move. Though. Yeah. Got and it. and like one of the accounts, like the mouth was like super just a thin, sliver yeah, in just the like mouth. a slit yeah. in the mouth. Huh. But and almost sometimes, like they almost like put on like red lipstick or something around that slit to try and. And a lot maybe, of these like, witnesses, it's almost like they're always doing a, a really half-assed job at like trying to look human, look human, okay. or failing. It. So, do you think like um, they're related to like the? The greys at all, like that kind of like. Um, I mean, I think there's so many different species. It's tough to like, get into there. Yeah. Are we at twelve? 
Huh? Are we at 12 species of aliens? Um, 16? I think we're at like 16. I think that might be, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots going on out there. Um, you have like the Pleiadians, you have Nord, like there's so many different. But I'm just wondering if like, if, if it's more of like, kind of like an android bot that was created by a higher race to like keep people in check, like, like kind of like a robocop. You know, but, like, literally, like, a alien, like, a digital human kind of version of that. Mm -hmm. Or if it's literally, like, just kind of, like, part of the alien, like, one of the alien races that's, like, that's their duty, you know? I feel like whoever has, like, kind of aligned or made agreements with our government in the past, which I heard to date have kind of dissolved, Mm. um, which you don't hear about them. The MIB too much today either. I was gonna say there hasn't um, been that many. We did have that hotel one that happened in the two thousands. I can't remember. That was the more recent one. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I do believe it's whoever the government kind of thought they had this agreement with. I think it's a a force of theirs coming out to like check into because I think got it. Okay, okay. I get which government. Uh, which president, I can't remember which president made uh, the agreement. Was it Teddy? Yeah. Made an agreement, supposedly made an agreement with the the Greys that they can harvest X amount of... Like, um, biological humans matter or, or whatever. Americans you know, like, or humans. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'd imagine that kind of thing comes with a cover-up program, too, if that's really happening. that That's kind of where my huh. thoughts lie on that subject right now. I'll to. <clears throat> but... Anyhow, so this town is, uh... So now they're being visited by the men in black. They're seeing this huge-ass fucking mothman flying around town. So if the men in black are involved, it's almost kind of saying that this creature was, like, a real creature. There's something to The fact that, that's why, like, I've always been intrigued by this, uh, by mothman. I read about it when I was younger, and I never actually did throw research into it and then once I started to find like evidence of the men in black being involved that's when you can kind of like alright uh, well typically the men in black don't get involved unless you're on to something have you ever seen so. the movie Jeepers Creepers yeah okay it, I mean it sounds almost exactly like that movie as well too like I think that may, movie was made out of kind of like lore of uh, like I mean, Jeepers Creepers is, like, violent, and, like, he, like, mass murders and kills people. Right, but so I feel like that was, like, made out of, like, maybe, like, that was the, the original creature, the yeah. original story, but then they just maybe. turned it into, like, a Hollywood horror film, you yeah. know? But that might have been, like, the inspiration. It could have been. I mean, I know a lot know? of things have been taken from Mothman, and there's yeah. been so many, like, folklores out there. Right, right. So it, this this whole people dark my, creature my age kind of throwback, but, like, when you talk about Mothman, I picture Baxter, Baxter Stockman from the Ninja Turtles. He's a scientist that got turned into, like, a fly hybrid type thing, so he has the big old eyes and big wings, but he's human-sized. And... Look him up. Google it. Is that, a, is that an episode of Ninja Turtles? Oh, he's, like, a reoccurring... He's, like, the Shredder. He's, like, a reoccurring... No, no, but that was, like... Oh, okay, I got you. But yeah, it happened in the, the cartoon, like, the 80s cartoon. Huh. Anyhow, all right, let's get back into this. <laughs> okay, so not only were these men in black making pop-up visits at the witnesses' houses, they were there are also many claims that they started photographing witnesses who were very open about their accounts and were not listening to their directions on keeping their mouth shut. Uh-oh. These claims mentioned that the flash from their camera was so bright that witnesses being photographed would be blinded for a second by the bright flash, and when they were able to see again, the one snapping the photo would be mysteriously gone without a trace. Oh, it's just like cone heads. 
and they take the picture <laughs> there and everybody's like Chris Farley's all sunburned and his hair is blown backwards and shit <laughs> yeah uh, one account was from <coughs> Steve and Mary Millette, one of the couples who originally saw Mouthman, who had claimed to have seen the Mothman. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were approached by a man wanting to take a picture of them. They did not know this man, and at the time... That's fucking weird. You know hell everybody no. in small towns, okay. especially like, Period, even if you don't, hell no. Nobody yeah. comes up to Miranda and me. It's hey, a can, very unhuman thing. a picture of you guys? No! No! I mean, unless you're, like, a photographer right. who's doing street photography. Like, I've done that, but also I tell them, hey, uh, my name's Anya, I'm a photographer, I can I get this picture of you? Can I have your permission? Yeah. That's how you approach it. You just go, uh-huh. hey, can I take a picture of you? Um, but this made the Millettes very suspicious, and so they took down the license plate of the vehicle that he arrived in, yet when they went to the police with the license plate number, the police said that the number was non-existent within the yeah. system of registered vehicles. Of course. So it's like okay. Was it? What, how, did you describe the car? I may have missed that. Like, did no, they describe the car at all? Didn't describe the vehicle at all. It's um, basically like a black kind of like black uh, caddy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what like, Dan right? Aykroyd described in the clip we used on the show. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and another odd encounter was from Mothman witness Faye Dewitt Laporte. She has my last name. I wonder if we're related. Um, <laughs> but she claimed that when her and her brother tried to return to the TNT area a few days after witnessing the Mothman, it was blocked off by two men in black who had not allowed them to enter and told them to leave immediately. Shit. So I think that they lost their pet and they were pissed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um... But most reports of Mothman are harmless, but many claim to have felt an intense, overwhelming feeling of fear and despair leading up to the sight of the humanoid creature. Yet, after the creature would flee the scene, the feeling would then wean off. Well, yeah. You, you know, any, I see a creature, I'm, yeah, I'm fucking scared. Right. Well, they would, they would get the feeling before they saw it. Like, oh. They would be sitting there, and they would start to like have a like, panic attack, okay. and then they would see it, and then Ooh, it would be creepy. this overwhelming like sensation. I'm just going to throw this out there, though. It seems like this creature was like trying to escape so maybe like the energy of that creature was like just so strong that it was like putting it out because like i mean like i could like sense when like someone's having a you can sense when someone's having a bad day you know like they're just putting off that bad energy so if this crazy creature that has wings and giant eyeballs that we're talking about like if this thing's real like you know it's yeah it's gonna have like massive amounts of just like energy so maybe you know like we could just be super perceptive to like a cat like in an earthquake or something we're like you know we know that shit's coming before it what comes. if he is like, some sort of hybrid project and right now the government's on good terms with like whatever aliens they're with that they formed the men in black so they sent the men in black as like an enforcer to try and like recoup this thing and huh. so this thing half-human hybrid whatever else they did to it still has some sense of human emotion and feeling in it literally and it comes up to a car and it's like bam bam help me help me help me yeah we're all just freaking out i've been mutated i mean i could explain why he never harmed anybody he just he was freaked the fuck out man he wanted freedom he's like i thought i'm in america yeah maybe he took a dog but we all want a dog i mean he has to eat at least he's not eating on the flesh of humans oh well damn i didn't go there with that i was thinking maybe he had a puppy companion all right 
But hey, I, 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 yeah, I mean, you got to eat too, yes, yes. I love dogs. I work with them. I've never hired them. <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> um, but this leads us to the collapse of the Point Pleasant Silver Bridge. So, these are interconnected. I'll jump into that. Just let me yeah, get ready. Uh, on December 15th, 1967, Exactly a year and a month after the first, like, reported sighting of Mothman, the Silver Bridge, which connects Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to Gallipolis, Ohio, collapsed on December 15th. The collapse occurred during rush hour and claimed the lives of 46 people. Keep in mind, this was during Christmas time, so when the bridge collapsed, there was literally, like, Christmas presents floating in the Ohio River with dead bodies. Ooh, what a sight! Because everyone, they was just jammed up, everyone was trying to go home, mm-hmm. and, the weight, of it, and the weight of it just collapsed the well, bridge. Um, the collapse happened without warning, and this event turned out to be one of the mo- or one of the worst catastrophic catastrophes in American history. After a thorough investigation, the collapse was said to be from poor design and excessive loads for which the bridge was not built to withstand. It was determined that the entire bridge crumbled into the Ohio River from one single link breaking. Keep in mind, this bridge was built in the 1920s, and the design that it had supported cars from the 1920s. By the 1960s, we actually have, like, cars and dump trucks and, like, large vehicles that are constantly moving. Um, So it was bound to happen, but... Interesting enough, Mothman sightings died off after the Silver Bridge collapse, leading many to form the theory that the Mothman and the bridge collapse were directly linked. Many claim to have actually seen the Mothman near the bridge just before its untimely end. Of course they did. (laughs) So, now we have John Keel, author of the 1975 book The Mothman Prophecies. He dedicated months of research into the claims surrounding the Mothman. His research led him to the small town of Point Pleasant, where he claimed to have felt the impending feeling of doom that many witnesses accounted to have experienced in certain areas where sightings of the Mothman were high. So he was literally going to, like, the TNT site and, like, the highway, and he was getting these feelings, and he would leave this area, and then it would disappear and go back into that Mm. hot zone and instantly been hit with it again. Um... He also claimed to have footage of Mothman near the Silver Bridge around the time of the collapse. Yet, as he was stonewalled by the police and FBI regarding Mothman because he was constantly asking him the questions, um, he said the FBI became curious about his work and asked for him to come in for some questioning regarding the Mothman. Don't do it. Keel claims that when he went in, the FBI ended up confiscating all of his footage, which included the <sighs> reel where he supposedly caught Mothman by the Silver Bridge. With Told all of his hard evidence <laughs> gone, Keel was left with only his own word to back up his accounts. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, that's such, uh. It should also be noted that although Mothman sightings died off after the collapse, many individuals around the world have claimed to have seen the Mothman around the time of unfortunate worldly events, such as the collapse of the Twin Towers. These claims have gave the Mothman what? the nickname of the Harbing- Harbinger of Doom. What? So he's claimed Damn. to have like what? alert people when these like awful events are supposed to happen. Oh and that's where that feeling gosh. of impending doom comes from. So if you see the Mothman, shit might be going down. Yeah, so don't be scared of him. Be scared about what the fuck's going to happen. Huh. Well, there's a take on it. No, that is a different take on it. That kind of just threw me for a loop right there. I don't even know what advice to give. I guess if, if you see him and you're in a building, get out of that building. 
Uh, if you see him and you're driving a certain direction, you don't turn, know. turn around and drive the other just way. Just some final destination. Like, something like that's just going to about to happen. If you uh, see, like, at least date. So, well, when the was the song TNT by ACDC in Final Destination? The second, <laughs> oh, the second yeah. one? Oh, oh, no, Highway to Hell. Oh, that's it. what it was. Oh, my God. But still, ACDC, you know, we're connecting dots here. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I missed it again. How, like, the bridge collapse was how far after most of the sightings? Uh, so, exactly a year and a month after. A year and a month? Okay. So, we're December the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On December 15th. Hmm. Oh, wow. And that's, leading up to it, yeah, there was hundreds of sightings of Mothman leading, like, the entire year span. Okay. Nothing before and nothing after the collapse. Weird. And you said there was, like, one of, like, before, like, uh, 9-11, too? Yeah, I was looking into it, and, like, there was claims where, I mean, that was just, like, one of them, but right, at right. these major disasters, people were claiming to have seen okay. a human well, Maybe, like, major no. fires. Maybe or, like, all like, the persecution of the bridge, like, drove him away. Yeah, you maybe know? he's like, fuck and, you guys. Yeah, everybody's blaming it on him, and he's like, well, you know, fuck it, I'm out of here. He's like, I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to be a moth, trying to live my life. I'm gonna go hang out in New York for a while. <laughs> Um, But despite the theory that this is all just a tale, Point Pleasant has banked off their interesting history and dedicated a weekend in September for the Mothman and created a festival surrounding the humanoid creature. At the festival, you can enjoy some food, listen to guest speakers, run in a 5K, learn more about Mothman and other paranormal events surrounding the town, and also visit the town's and the nation's one and only Mothman Museum. While there, you will also notice the large statue of Mothman that resides in the middle of town. And uh, that, my but, folks... Oh, yeah, I was going to say the statue. The statue's is a there. Tale of Mothman. I've seen inside the museum from documentaries. He's got, like, newspaper clippings mm. and whatnot. <laughs> 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 so what's the perception of Mothman? Because like, I feel like we kind of just, like, humanized him, talking about how, how he might be this creature trying to I escape. Or, like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, literally, we just made him sound like kind of like a good guy, you know? It's just a government like, hybrid project. But like, what's the perce- like, what's the perception of him still? Like, probably, like, you know, I, I, mean, I could make a horror film off of him tomorrow? Or there's like, two different perceptions. So the one side is, you know, that he's this fucking scary ass creature that's terrorizing this town mm-hmm. and there's another perception where he's like literally warning people about impending doom because he shows up before these awful events happen right and right he disappears that's what i'm saying he's almost like this like a he's like a guardian he, angel yeah exactly um <laughs> guardian I, mean, I, could, I could see the other end too where like you could think he's guardian angel, or you could see him sitting there like twiddling his fingers, like, like wow, <laughs> the bridge. <laughs> no presents for you, Timmy. You yeah. get death. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god. It won't come with trinkets, <laughs> trunkets, and toys. You know, oh my god, it's the Grinch. We figured it out. He's the Grinch. He's the fucking the Grinch. Grinch. Um, when I first like heard about Mothman, like I said, it was like nearly ten years ago, and I just was like, oh, this is super interesting. Just kind of wrote it off, like, yeah, that was it. Uh, but once I started to do my research and saw that you know the Men in Black was involved, the FBI was involved. I think Richard Gere was he in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty serious. <laughs> he I, was involved. I've never, I've never seen the movie. I don't know. Oh my god! I think Jack Black was there. Oh, I just saw Tenacious D. Yeah. At Red Rocks with the Colorado Symphony. That was pretty wow. badass. Um, That's a I gave you my gripe, so there's my good thing for the last two weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw Jack Black live. He played the saxophone. Oh. 
Uh, it was awesome. They ended with Fuck Your Gently. Nice. Uh, yeah. It was a solid stuff. song that ended up. It was off solid, on. yeah. Colorado Symphony yeah. was there. It was super cool. What a beautiful moment. It was a great night, me and my girlfriend. That was actually uh, one of her Valentine's Day presents. I, I gave her the D for Valentine's Day. Oh, tenacious D. Yeah. You know. As I said in the beginning, I'm a romantic. <laughs> I was literally just like zoned into this story. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's a wholesome little story. And yeah. then, I don't know. That was oh, funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, What's yeah, your guys' take on the, on the Mothman? It's hard to, I mean... It's weird, you know, you got a year of 100 plus sightings, so you could blame that on... Hysteria. Hysteria, uh, you know, bandwagon, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got nothing. Um, but again, you know, they kind of blamed everything on them, so I might get out of there too. Yeah, I feel bad for the, for uh, the dude, yeah. for, for the thing. Uh, it, it's weird, because his, his hangout tended to be that TNT area, which is a bunch of abandoned military warehouse and stuff like and that. And it should be noted, too, that the entire area was um, toxic with TNT and DNT, which is a substance that creates TNT. So we got a toxic Avenger situation, is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's sprout... If you've never seen the classic movie, Toxic Avenger... Neither one of you have. No. Nope. Uh, you, are missing, you are missing it. It was a cartoon in the 90s, too. Okay. Uh, toxic Avenger, Toxie. Uh, you can, go watch it. It's a good time. Watch it with your girlfriend. It's it's romantic. No, I got it. <laughs> it's romantic. It's romantic. It's romantic. <laughs> you know what? It's like Greg's definition. Romantic. Technically, it is a love story. <laughs> okay. Everybody's homework is to go watch the Toxic Avenger. Um, if the you got the straight pajamas is a love story, and that's not. What is that? That was a really bad, morbid joke in a magnet. Oh. Is that some, like, technicolor jacket shit? No, it's a movie about concentration camps and a little oh. boy who lives oh. in um, There's a love God, story Wow, in you're it. dark yeah. today. Yeah. God, Anya came it's like Shin list with the love wow. story. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe um, maybe it's a toxic Avenger situation, and he was a creature creation of the environment. And like we said, he's a half-humanoid, just like... Some dude that just fell in the lake. Flapping up on your yeah. car, like, help me! He fell in a toxic lake. Yeah, he fell in a toxic know, lake. Some he can't talk. So, so, no. so he's on, like, patrol, and he falls in a toxic lake. While he's falling downwards... He falls through like a cloud of moths. So, <laughs> so the downward momentum. What if he was bit by a moth? Bit by a radioactive yes, moth. Yes, oh. bit by yeah. The moth went in the lake, and then the moth that, that's bit him. Okay, okay, okay. So the moth drank so, from the radioactive ooh, that lake. That would be a painful transformation, though. Growing those big baseball red eyes. Oh God, yeah. yeah. They have a lot of hair too. I right? was gonna say, and he was literally like the. He had hair all over, and he had big ass wings. So we got a Jeff Goldblum situation. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, that's that's the fly. Even older movie for those of you. Who we're on point with movies this week. Last <laughs> last last time we weren't. We were bad. Yeah, we were real bad. <laughs> um, you know, I actually get told I look like Jeff Goldblum. This was before my beard and I stuff like that. I didn't actually see it. Um, but I've I, gotten I, it before too. Yeah, so we shared it. I could see it with you yeah, too. At yeah. one of my jobs bartending, yeah. there was a lady one time that like. She just kept calling me Jeff, and she was just like, yeah, Jeff Goldblum, you look just like him. And so I just started ignoring her by the end of the night, because I was getting upset, you know, like. Yeah, 
See, the awkward part for me... Well, first of all, I didn't used to think of him as a good-looking dude. And, like, now I've seen, like, some of the fly, like, some pictures from the... Even in Jurassic right, Park. Like, right. he is a pretty good-looking dude. I was going to say, I embrace the Jeff Goldblum now. But like, here's the weird part for me. He's a good-looking My guy. sister, she's six years older than me, and when I was about 15, she was a model. Like, legit. She was on the cover of Marie Claire and, like, mm. some oh, other wow. things. She was international. She went on a date with Jeff Goldblum. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That is a little awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, he has uh, clear columns in his house that are full of stuffed animals. Um, she said he's definitely like a weird guy. The fact. Yeah. He he's, a, he's a weirdo. I like him though. Yeah, I, I respect yeah, it. You know, I'll, I'll take... If I gotta look like right? somebody... Jeff Goldblum's not the worst. Is Jeff Goldblum like low-key a furry or what? Like, like, he's a freak. You know he's a freak. Oh yeah, Jeff yeah. Goldblum like he yeah, fucked for sure. Weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a freak. He's a freak. Oh fuck. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, getting back to the Mothman, I got a question. So, I, I missed it again. The guy who ended up making the movie, you said he went down there and, like, did some research, right? So, he wrote the book. Oh, right. He wrote the book. book. The he wrote the original book. Off of, yeah. And so, he, and he, he got in, spooked out when he was down there, right? Yeah. So, he was down in Point Pleasant around the time, a couple months prior to the collapse. So, he went out there in the midst of, like, the Mothman. Okay. And he felt that energy, right? Yeah. Okay. And he wanted to make sure that... That, like, because he was kind of baffled by it because he was driving his car and he just started to get this overwhelming feeling. And when he got past that, like, small area, it vanished. And so he got really curious and he kept going back. And it was only in that one spot that he so was So do you there. think that the Mothman was, like, chilling there at that time? He like, he was literally, it. like, that was his home there? Or? It could have been. I mean, it almost feels like... How you said almost with, like, the energy thing? Yeah, yeah, Because he couldn't talk, so maybe it could be... But going back to that, too, like, a common thing of, like, ghost stories or, like, some, like, you know, alien stories is, like, you know, like, oh, and and then the room got really cold, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so, like, if the dude felt the energy in the air, like, again, like, it probably was this, like, creature that just, like, had... I don't know. It was either, like, extraterrestrial that was, like, trying to escape or, you know, like you said, like, bitten by, bitten by the radioactive, you know? Yeah. Are, are those, like, the... Is, is that three options, then? So, like, an extraterrestrial I, that, like... I, I feel like, you know, with... with Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the harbinger of doom, who knows... Like, I wouldn't even know what to say what he is if that's the case. Yeah. Like, but if we have... A chemical accident of some sort or experiment of some sort and all of a sudden sightings just stopped you know a hybrid whatever you would assume is not meant to live forever yeah okay so maybe this thing did just die off maybe that was his purpose was coming in and like learning them about it and then when it happened he's like ah! and, like fell into the Ohio River himself it's uh it's, just, it's weird how it just, like, it, out of nowhere, all these things boomed, and then yeah. literally right after the class, I, they all died. I mean, I, I can't think for a year this thing was just going around trying to warn people about a bridge. No. No, but, I definitely had that feeling, too, when people were talking about that. Yeah. I mean, like, if it was more than just the bridge, like, if it was over time yeah. for, like, all events, you know, yeah. then, yeah, I could see that, but, like, I don't know. No, if tomorrow I see a big Mothman, and then like I stub my toe really hard and my toenail breaks and it bleeds some, 
I'd be like, shit. He was trying <laughs> to tell me. Harvard Doom. Yeah, Harvard <laughs> Doom. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's gonna, that's gonna be an ingrown toenail now. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really, I don't know. It's, this is something I've, I haven't shown great interest in, but I've definitely watched watched a doc or two on her, uh, on him, honor. on it. Honor. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, get yeah, done. Slang term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honor. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I really don't know what to make of it. Uh, it's it's a it's a kind of puzzling one. That's one of those ones I, I'm open to any information you give me about it, and I think it's interesting. It was never, like, closed, right? Like, that's no. why this... That's, no. It's still kind of a lure, uh, you know, yeah. of lore today. Like. So, uh, if any listeners know anything that wasn't mentioned, you want to send stuff in, any new accounts, recent if accounts? You saw, if you saw Mothman, if you have any dents in your Cadillac from the Mothman, right. you know? Send there, it, yeah, send it once you know. There uh, is a picture, really quickly, of... The silver bridge out there with Mothman by it. It is photoshopped because it's the new bridge, not the old one. So okay. if you guys look at it, it's not real. Okay, well, it, being hoax. Anya's in charge of whatever pictures you guys see this week. So that'll uh, whatever hits our Instagram. You'll be so proud. Yeah, yeah. That was just just, just a weird one. It's yeah. just like out there, like like. Like Bigfoot or whatever. Like, who knows? World. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's a who weird knows? world we yeah. live in. <laughs> it happened, and, and it's out there. And uh, Clearly the men in black wanted to keep I it was, hush-hush. I think I'm more scared of the men in black than this creature. Fuck yeah, yeah, I'm more scared yeah. of the men in black than that creature. Is. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, there was one thing, too, that I was reading about this that was a little weird, was uh, some of the witnesses were getting these random phone calls with beeping. That's a Men in Black thing. Uh-huh, really? and I remember from that episode. Fucking Men, yeah. My what hair is standing. Yeah. Goosebumps. Oh. It's, a, it's only a matter of time till we get our Men in Black phone call. Oh I swear God. to God. Do they call cell phones? Is that a thing? Right? You know, I've been getting <laughs> some weird calls recently. Have you? Yeah, I mean, I've always gotten those calls. Oh, I... You know, I have, just weird out-of-state ones and shit. I've got one that's been, like, persistent every morning for, like... T- They'll all get a call, oh and they'll like, just be like... I don't answer. Oh, see, I answer. I'm scared to answer. That's also because there's a guy named Yaman like Ayad that has my same exact number. So, Yaman, if you're a listener, we have numbers. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm literally scared to answer my phone. Like... If it, I don't care if it's not a Denver number or whatever. If it's not programmed into my phone, I'm like, ooh, ooh. You leave a message if it's <laughs> important, my friend. Yeah. I'm not committing to anything like that. <laughs> if you ever want to go on an adventure one day, just answer to that call just one day. It might, it might just be a man in black with some directions. Gregory Tanner, we need to talk. Right. Oh, I'll shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a text being like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. We've I, opened a can. Yeah, it's, we're fucked. It's, we're fucked. I'll, I'll, I'll put out a sh- If you ever see a show come out just randomly, like on a Monday or two, like Friday, whatever. Know like, that we've been contacted. Yeah, two, two days after we put out a show, it's just going to be me like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Like, it's the end. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It's oh all over. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's all I got. But yeah, I was going to say, speaking of over, I uh, think that's it. That's it. That's it. There's a moth. There might be a Mothman out there still. I, I think you might. I think it's gone. I think it's. Honestly, uh, I think he's 
stomach. Think he might be out there. He might be. He found a new TNT factory to hang out at. If there is an abandoned explosives warehouse or ex-military warehouse near you, watch lamp. Maybe watch out. Watch out for a Mothman. Watch Watch out out for a Mothman. And uh, like Anya said, if you know anything about it, feel free to email us at spweirdworld at gmail.com. Uh, if you absolutely loved Matt and want to hear him again, feel free to email us at spweirdworld at gmail.com. If you actually absolutely hate Matt, uh, keep that to yourself. Nobody, yeah. wants, <laughs> nobody wants your negative vibes, man. Come on. Come on. Just, you know, I'll, I'll take your lack of, of uh, emails as uh, hating Matt then. I'll take a chance just to say thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, feel free to follow us. No, don't feel free. Do follow us. Follow us. At SP Weird World on Instagram. And we're we're not canceling the Facebook, okay? We're, I keep I was, it up. we're keeping the Facebook. So smash that so, like. Yeah, we've been getting new followers. I don't know if you gotta look up. I think you gotta look up the full thing on Facebook. Strange people, weird worlds. I don't think it's SP. Uh, but you feel free to follow me at Greg's Weird World at Instagram. And uh, I said I was gonna remember. I hold on, hold on. At Anya Daniela. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah, you got it. At Instagram. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh... Oh, uh, one quick thing, too. My show is being pushed back. That's right. Like a pregnancy, sometimes, you know, you go past the due date and the baby's Damn. gonna cook a little <laughs> wow. bit longer. Wow. And, uh, my baby gets to cook for a little bit longer. But, 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 guys, it's okay, because we are looking at the release date of August 26th. 26th. So we're okay. pushing it back just a little bit. You'll be welcomed into the enlightened life. But, uh, you will get a new episode from us two weeks from now, and like I said, I will just be jumping forward to 1970, not very far, and, uh, We'll still be in America, too, so we'll see what happens uh, in two weeks from now. But until then, I need you guys to go ahead and do one more thing. Keep it weird! Well, I never knew anything like that in the whole of my life. Nice.